0: He's a bastard, no doubt about it, Mick agreed. He tried to fuck me over in the trans-rim cybernet deal. You gotta spill blood. More than a little, eh, guy? To get what you want. That's Asia. You killed him yourself, didn't you? No, guy. You killed him. I? I did nothing. He regarded her for some time. Astonishing. I think you really believe that. But here's the truth. You sit on the sidelines, open your legs, and let your sex give the orders, pretending it has a mind of its own, as if you're not accountable for those decisions of life and death. I cannot stand the sight of death, she said in a reedy whisper. You know this. You know. And yet you judge me by your own standards? He leaned forward, his eyes glittering. That's all I know how to do, guy. It's nothing personal. In a way, he was sorry her husband was dead. Part of the pleasure he had in taking her was the knowledge that she belonged to someone else. There was a certain kick to cuckolding a man who had tried to fuck him over, and now that was gone. Pity. But, then again, Mick mused, it was time to move on. The intervention of Nicholas Lanier in Floating City had precipitated that. Floating City had been a fortress, a city-state hidden in the highlands of Vietnam, from which Mick and Rock had directed a worldwide network of international arms trading and drug distribution. Floating City was just a memory now, nuked out of existence because Lanier had penetrated Floating City and had killed Rock. He might have worked his particular brand of magic on Mick as well, had it not been for the nuclear explosion of the handheld experimental weapon known as Torch. Mick had come face to face with Nicholas in Floating City, and it had come as a shock, like meeting the legendary Colonel Lanier, Nicholas's father, like meeting your own other half, your, what did the Germans call it, doppelganger. There was a unique bond between the colonel and Mick's father, Johnny Leonforte, and thus a connection between the sons. But Nicholas did not know that yet. Mick was determined that Nicholas should learn of this particular bit of knowledge at the time and place of his own choosing. Mick had spent years researching the life and personality of Colonel Lanier's son. But when they had come face to face in Floating City, the real Nicholas Lanier was someone more than Mick had ever imagined. In that moment when investigation and reality had come together, he knew this man's fate was inexorably entwined with his. In Nicholas Lanier, Mick Leonforte had recognized the ultimate adversary he had been searching for all his restless life. That was why he had provided the means for Nicholas to escape the prison cage into which rock had thrown him. In the endgame of the killing ground, he knew he would need every advantage he could bring into play in order to counteract Nicholas's tau Tao, the secret knowledge of ancient psycho necromancers. Mick had seen for himself the power of Tau Tau when Nicholas had overcome his guards and had killed Rock. He could still remember barreling out a floating city in a truck on which Nicholas had hitched a ride. He could still see Rock's wounded body in the rearview mirror as he aimed torch at Nicholas, and could still feel the cold breath of Tau Tau as Nicholas redirected the path of the missile upward with the power of the mind. Soon after, Nicholas had leaped from the truck, plunging hundreds of feet into the waters of the cataract far below. He did not know that Mick had had the truck lead-lined, or that they were already out of the four-square city block radius of Torch's Ground Zero detonation zone. Floating City had been incinerated, but Mick had not died, and neither, he believed, had Nicholas Lanier. They had an appointment in the future, a day of reckoning, a moment toward which Mick now knew he had been moving all his adult life. That was why he had come to Tokyo, and why, if he were brutally honest with himself, he was with Guy Kurtz now. Time to go, he said. He held out one hand, and she took it, rising. As they crossed the floor, he waved to Honeyko, the blonde and the gold bustier. Where are we going? Home, he said, to Hoan Kim. My villa? Don't worry, he said. He's not there anymore. And whatever blood was spilled has been cleaned up. Where is he exactly? Nowhere you want to know about, he said, as they swung out the door into the riotous Roppongi night. They picked up a taxi on Roppongi D and took it to Guy's villa in the Asakusa district. Guy hesitated as she unlocked the door and Mick swung it open. I told you he is.